everyone. It's Michael Bowman. Good to be with you all again here on the Christchurch Podcast. I wanted to grab you before we started into this conversation today. I am joined by Steve Jordan. If you've been a part of the Christchurch community for any length of time, then you probably know Steve. Steve is a wonderful man, a magnificent person. Um, He's a husband, a father, grandfather, um, loves Jesus, loves, honestly, loves the Lord, loves his church, and loves people really well. I've learned a lot from Steve, whether he knows it or not, um, by the way he has prayed through his leadership um, in our church, through time spent with him. Um, but also simply by watching Steve. Fun story I thought I'd share before we even got into our conversation is um, there was a service where we were having communion and I watched Steve in the sanctuary go from person to person around the altar as they knelt down. And instead of just bending over and offering the bread or the cup, Steve got down on one knee every single person he came to and shared the love of Jesus, the body and blood of Christ, the true expression of the gospel in that way. And I thought to myself, you know, that's, that's somebody I want to be like when I, when I grow up. So very fortunate to have Steve on the podcast with us today. I think you'll enjoy our conversation and what he has to share about prayer. Last thing I'll say is if you do have any questions about prayer or anything that we have talked about so far, please do not hesitate to submit um, those questions or whatever you might want to say to info at ChristChurchBham.com. All right. Here's our conversation with Steve Jordan. Well, why don't we start, uh, Steve, with just... Let's just jump right in. Like, what is, if you had to define it, what is prayer to you? Well, at its simplest, prayer is simply a a conversation with God mm-hmm. between myself and Him. Mm-hmm. I think Michael to to describe it for me is to think do some self confession uh, that mm-hmm. my recurring, recurring. Recurring sin is being self-reliant. I tend to think that I can handle things Mm -hmm. on my own Mm -hmm. up until that point that I realize that I can't. (laughs) And so prayer for me has to be an everyday uh, kind of a, we mentioned Groundhog Day before. I I have to start out saying, I'm not in charge. Sure. Because I tend to do that. Um, so does that kind of look like like an everyday first thing? Or do you find that being, you mentioned, you mentioned until you kind of get to the end of yourself. And you're like, oh, I can't do this anymore on my own. On my best days. Okay. <laughs> I realized that from the outset. Yeah. And, and, I, and I set the day being reliant. Okay. 
the idea that that I often don't do that is is when I find myself in trouble mm-hmm. uh, in terms of not counting on God first. Mm-hmm. That's that's my problem. So for me, prayer has to be becoming subservient mm-hmm. to God and giving over control. That's hard. Oh my gosh. Sometimes that's hard. Uh yeah, all the time. <laughs> for me anyway, I'll speak yeah. for myself. Yeah. I, I like control. Yes, I do too. <laughs> I, you know, that's when you confess the truth. Right. You know, I would you know, it'd be nice if I said, Oh no, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all about that all the time, but that's not the truth. You yeah. Know, the truth is I tend to I tend to count on myself and and like I say, be reliant and then then when when things go when things go south, then I'm ready to jump on my knees. Mm-hmm. It can be too late sometimes mm-hmm. because God, that's not what he wants from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the part where I have to continue to remind myself as old as I am. Sure. You know, maybe one of these days I'll, I like to say when I grow up, <laughs> I'm going to do this. I'm going to be reliant on God first. Mm-hmm. So on my best days, Prayer for me can be giving over control of what I think and what I do and what I say to God Mm -hmm. rather than simply winging it on my own. Yeah. Something you said, just to kind of go all the way back uh, to your definition, it started with just you said it's a conversation. Right. Now, when I think conversation, it's something as simple as what you and I are doing right now. No pressure. There's no like real stakes involved. It's just a conversation, you and I just talking. Um, I feel like I have to throw this into every episode, I guess, on prayer so far. And I think I have. Um, But Dallas Willard defines prayer as talking with God about what we are doing together. Um, Not Again, not talking to or not talking at him. We're just talking together. It's exactly what you said. It's just a conversation. That's pretty personal. yeah, can you tell us more like what that looks like for you? Like when when you pray, how is it a conversation? Are you listening? Are you just talking to them? Are you listing things off? What does that kind of look like? Well, my, the tendency can be for a person like I like I mentioned who tends to be self reliant. Mm-hmm. If I if I don't jump to if I don't jump to prayer from the get go, mm-hmm. if I wait till I'm in trouble, I'm just I'm just asking for things. Yeah. I'm begging for things. I'm, you know, God, do this for me. Mm-hmm. God, do this for me. Oh, I really need this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's it's like a it's like a bullet point list of things I need. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 the bad days. Sure. Or that or that's the bad form of prayer. Sure. Uh, what it looks like best is, Lord, help me this day mm. to do what you need me to do. Help me to be the person that you made me, that you created me to be. Mm-hmm. That's when it's the best. Yeah. Am I that every day? Mm-hmm. Not always. Yeah, I, I like I like that thought. See, because it's not it's not that God doesn't care about what you need, right? Um, even Jesus teaching us how to pray says, give us this day, our daily bread. Like, obviously he cares about our needs. 
And there's a time and a place for that. But it starts with that recognition of, I don't have to be in control. And in fact, I'm not, <laughs> you know, it, when we really get down to it, we're really not in control. We actually find out most days how little control we actually have. But um, yeah, just kind of that, it sounds to me like it's a turning over in conversation or recognition that God is God, I'm not. And that's a good place to start. It is. Um, if, I, if, I can, if I can discipline myself enough to do that, Right. Days go better. I mean, they, they truly do. Yeah. Um, I've been asking people, what is, what is uh, your prayer life look like, I guess, is kind of how I've been asking it. And I kind of want to go two directions because we're doing this right now. But um, one direction is on your best day. What does it kind of look like? And I think I'm getting a sense of what it might be. But then the other direction would be on a, I guess on a bad day or on maybe for me, I'll call them a normal day, okay. <laughs> a normal day, what it looks yeah. like. Yeah. Um, and if you could kind of give us some insight just for you personally, because you're saying some things that I think really matter uh, when we talk about prayer, like slowing down, um, not going too fast, like being present to the situation, the day, the time, whatever, wherever you are, who you're with, that kind of thing. Um, so you can really be aware of God's presence with you, whatever that might be. So if you could, and, and I'd like to do this too, something you and I have talked a little bit about already, maybe not, you know, with a microphone in front of us, but, um, what did that look like too? you know, when you're working nine to five, 40 plus hours a week, you have a family, um, or if you just have a spouse or whatever that looks like uh, with kids or no kids or grandkids now, what does that look like on your best days and then on your normal days? Well, on my, I, it, it may be easier to uh, to talk about on my worst days. Yeah, I, let's start there. I have some. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, on, on my worst days, um, as a as a husband and a father, um, I frequently put too much emphasis on my career hmm. mm -hmm. and not enough emphasis on her and them. Sure. Um, it, it, it can be a difficult balance, but there's no need to try to try to sell it off that way. But that's, that's what happens mm -hmm. uh, or that's what happened to me mm -hmm. uh, in a, you know, in a career oriented world where you're, you're attempting to, uh, to do the best job you can do and um, try to put yourself out there for advancement in your career right. and, and all those kinds of things. It didn't stop it. It didn't stop at 40 hours. It wasn't just nine to five. Uh -huh. It was go in early, stay late, bring some home, work on it some more mm -hmm. um, and, and be consumed by it. Uh, deal with phone calls and the call outs and, That's right. and, and things that, that come your way that get in the way of, Frankly, the things that are really more important. Sure. But you, yeah. you know, for me, I get way downstream in life and look back and say, mm -hmm. "Why didn't I do that differently? Mm -hmm. What if I had done it differently?" Mm -hmm. That's that's tough. Yeah, yeah. You know, those are tough realities, and it takes it takes a lot of seeking forgiveness. And uh, you know what did I pour into my wife? What did I pour into my children? That 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 matters. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, did it matter to them that I spent so much time on my job? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Wish I had done that differently. Mm-hmm. So then, okay, you're talking to me though, and I'm I'm younger than you are. Okay. <laughs> I yes. have I have you know a young child, a career ahead of me. That could, like you and I have talked about, could be anywhere from forty to sixty to, I mean, plenty of nights, you know, away. Give me some wisdom then, if you're saying, "Hey, I've seen this, I've experienced this." Obviously, value family. I hear, I'm hearing that in yes. you, like in time, and obviously time spent with them. But in the sense of like prayer, how do I develop? I mean, pastor me here. Like, how do I develop? a praying life with those constraints, those time constraints, you know, and you looking back with some wisdom here, I'd just be interested to hear what you would have to say. You just carve it out. What does that look like? You know, I think that you have to find and strike an appropriate balance that, that can work. If, uh, if you're required to work, right. I felt like I was, mm-hmm. needed the job for I needed the income Absolutely. and all of those things. I needed to devote much to that. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, a lot of pride gets in the way there because you, or oh, at least yeah. I, yeah. thought that I was, I was and could be more in my career. And so I really strived for that mm-hmm. to the detriment of, of, of other things that are important. Sure. So. The only advice <laughs> that I could potentially give would be the realization that you must commit to your career to perform the way that you think you should perform. And by the way, I think that God thinks that's important. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, you know, he doesn't want you to to short shrift the work that you do. Yeah. But you've got to find other ways to make up for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for myself, uh, when I poured so much into the work, mm-hmm. I didn't devote the energy that was needed to make up for it in other ways. So you got to, my advice to you is find a way. Yeah. Find a way to devote time to your wife and to your children mm-hmm. and to other things that make you not just a working guy. Yeah. Yeah. That make you uh what God created you to be. Sure. Yeah, cuz we're take whole... a long time to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not always easy. But find a way to save some energy, save some time. You got to be creative. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, and that's that's difficult. Um Say so if I could do that over, I, I, I think that I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I'm I'm confident that I would. And I, what I'm hearing too is there, there's almost like this um, rhythm we need to develop in our lives. Uh, balance is a good word. I like the word rhythm because you know, looking at Jesus, he had a way of doing things. You know, even and I use the word way on purpose because even in the Bible, you see that they were, you know, they talk about the Christian life as the way Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life, you know, and his way of doing things 
like he, he worked, I mean, good goodness. Like every time he showed up <laughs> to a town, he was preaching in the synagogues or he was teaching people out on the mountain or hillside or whatever. But then they're just bringing droves of people to him, like heal this need, heal this need. And it's all these physical healings he's having to do. But then you see him, whether it's in the early morning or after the crowds, they're still looking for him and he's disappeared because he's gone off to be alone with his father. Um, or he's spending time with just Peter, James, and John, or he's spending time with just the 12. And there's that rhythm about him. And what I'm hearing in you is like, hey, that looks differently for us now, obviously, because I mean, I'm not Jesus, <laughs> but <laughs> and my life looks a little bit different. But we do have these other like we work, which, by the way, work is not ever part of the fall. It was given to us beforehand right. um, and it's good. And uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm fully in line with you and, and God sees that as good. But there is a rhythm in how we are to have a work life balance. And uh, some of that involves rest. Some of that, I think, involves being with family. And what I'm also you know, hearing, too, is I think. Prayer especially when we get into like the apostles, apostle Paul's words of praying without ceasing, well, prayer is a part of all of it then. And, and, and then getting to your definition of it being a conversation, well, that can happen whenever. So then maybe, okay, we've talked about the worst days or the normal days. Um, maybe even now, I guess, what, what is a, what is one of your best days look like? You said like, it usually starts with, a recognition that God's in control. I'm not maybe on your best days. What does prayer look like for you? On the best days, prayer looks for me like I start out the day. Okay. With a prayer that says, what would you have me to do? What mm. would you have me to be this day? There's surrender in that. There is, um, th there is surrender in that. And, and there's choices to make. Uh -huh. about about not only what you do, but really more importantly, how you do it, hmm. how you go about it. Um, uh, you know, I, I think that's when I can turn it over to God and let myself know that I'm not in control, hmm. mm -hmm. um, controlling my emotions, controlling my, my temper. That's mm -hmm. better now than it used to be, mm -hmm. admittedly. But controlling the things that... Uh, that I do, the way that I act, the way that I interact with people. Mm -hmm. um, that's when I can turn it over to God right from the outset. That's my best day. Yeah. Okay. So getting really practical with it, that's, is that kind of at the very beginning of the day for you? Like early mornings, that's when you wake up, it's just an immediate recognition or, or surrender of, Hey, today's yours. Basically, do with me what you will. Now that I'm retired, um, Linda and I will spend, uh, we'll have breakfast together, mm -hmm. and we'll do a short devotional. Hmm. And um, that's and and that includes prayer. Mm -hmm. And that will be a time when can kind of set the day. Yeah, that's really cool. When things are busy, and we don't start out the day that way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had I had somewhere to go. I had something to do. Something was on the schedule, and and we don't start out the day that way. Yeah. Um, you know, I I don't think that I recognize it right then. I can see it later that you know I didn't. You know, when I get out of a, the routine mm -hmm. of setting 
setting the day and being relied on God instead of myself, I'll, I'll have a better day. Mm. You know, when I can start it out that way. Yeah. So that's really helpful. When I when I think about kind of even structuring, it's interesting. I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe I'll just ask it this way. Do you find it interesting that we even have to? structure things like this with God? Like, like I find myself, I mean, we call this a spiritual discipline prayer, right? Or we can call it a spiritual practice if that sounds better. But discipline requires some effort, <laughs> requires some like time management skills. You have to purposefully say, this is how we're going to start our day, you know, or this is how I'm going to end my day or whenever you choose to to pray like this, to devote some time to it. And I'm with you. Like, I think when we devote five minutes to an hour, whatever, any time at all to this, the day looks different. It really does. Um, feels different. It's, you know, you're, you're more aware of what's going on. But do you find it interesting that we have to, like, to, to, to be so disciplined, to be like, you know, we have, we're going to set this time every morning to do our devotional, like you and Linda, or just, you know, for a single person, like even just having that time for yourself. I don't know, maybe that's just me. Like, I think it's interesting that we even have to do something like that. Because when we get into prayer, I find not every time, like the reality of prayer sometimes is really dry. I just kind of feel like I'm talking to a wall. But when I'm overwhelmed by the presence of God, or the reality that he's so close. I don't know why I ever have to make it an effort to want that again. Like, it should be natural, I guess. I guess that's what I'm asking. I think that it's, Michael, I think it's the human condition that, yeah. uh, that we're creatures of habit. Um, uh, yeah. And when we develop a habit, um, good habits, uh, yeah, yeah. That's the way it runs. I think that's one of the things that's so very difficult right now in this in this COVID environment mm -hmm. of being out of the routine mm -hmm. of worshiping with the church body. Mm -hmm. Being out of the routine has been very, very difficult mm -hmm. uh, for somebody like myself, who's uh, you know I've been a church goer literally my entire life, and going this many months mm -hmm. without that has been extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, I've, you know, I've suffered from it in terms of um, being reliant on the church body itself yeah. to, to replenish, to refresh, to, um, when we talk about prayer, hearing others pray. Is is extremely helpful to mm -hmm. someone like myself who you know hasn't been a uh, you know a model prayer mm -hmm. in, in in those terms. Mm -hmm. So I've I've grown a lot over the years hearing my fellow church members pray mm -hmm. and incorporating some of that into the way that I pray. Yeah. It, it makes it makes it better. It makes those conversations, I think, go better. Yeah. Uh, stronger, 
um, more effective. Right. And so, uh, you know, I, I think that the fact that we are creatures of habit, it's our human condition, that's not surprising to me. That that's, that's a good point. Case. So something, I think that's a really good point. Something that you and I kind of talked about in light of having this recorded conversation is, and we've had some people email in and we're touching on this a little bit, but there is a sense at which you have the professional Christians up on the stage praying. Um, I'll just throw our church staff under the bus here and call us professional Christians, whatever that means. Uh, you know, I've heard that term thrown around and we're saying that jokingly, of course, but um, there is a sense of which like, well, we have time to pray. We, we know how to do it because we think about it. And, and you and I've even, you know, you point out something that's true. Like, I mean, I enjoy reading this stuff and talking about this stuff and doing, you know, and there's nothing else. I would know how to do so like this is I'm glad I'm in the profession I'm in. But for those, you know, who aren't working for a church, who aren't pastoring, who aren't in. Um, gosh, we're all in ministry in some way, so I don't want to say it this way, but who aren't in what we think of as ministry, like whether it's the mission field or in a church somewhere or whatever. What what has been most helpful for you? I think you've mentioned prayer summits before and, and things like that. What what have what have been those things that have been helpful for you um, to develop a praying life? Um, yeah, shed some light on that for us. Well, those I've mentioned before that at, at Christ Church we have had over the last several years, not any particularly recently, but over the last several years, we have had prayer summits, perhaps they've been called by different names, mm -hmm. but literally um, a, a retreat, mm -hmm. a, a, a moving apart. Uh, there are times that we've, that we've gone to places. Camp Sumatanga comes to mind. Mm -hmm. We've gone to another retreat center that escapes, the name escapes me at the moment. Sure. Or, we've, or we've done it here simply over a, over a day's period um, sometimes a weekend or an overnight period mm -hmm. where we devoted ourselves to praying. Um, yes, there was, uh, there, there was praise, singing, mm -hmm. um, you know, some, uh, some teaching usually by um, typically the pastor or whoever was um, mm -hmm. heading up the weekend may bring in resource persons or whatever to, to kind of help set the tone, but mm -hmm. the but the real meat of it was literally um, us praying. Sometimes by ourselves, mm -hmm. sometimes in groups of two or maybe three, mm -hmm. to help you get past you know, some of your uh, your concerns about what are they going to think about yeah, yeah. what I said <laughs> or how I prayed, and that's a real thing. Yeah, for sure, it, it really is. To uh, all the way to uh, opening it up to uh, praying in front of the whole group spontaneously, just uh, in popcorn fashion. Mm -hmm. um, and and I've seen, and it's you know that has helped me to hear how others can open up that conversation with God mm -hmm. that I never thought of before. Mm -hmm. And so it it helps me. When I'm when I am worshiping and in community with with my church family, to that that strengthens my prayer life. Absolutely. Um, uh, and 
you know, I mentioned this, you know, the, the environment we've been in, that, that's, that's been difficult. It, it, you know, it has suffered. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I'm somewhat self-critical mm. that maybe I haven't fully grown up yet because, <laughs> I, you know, I, I tend to regress when I'm not with uh, fellow believers and there, there's a real strength there. That, that's, you know, that, that's a real, that's a real blessing to mm. be in the, in, in the church family in Absolutely. community with them. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's one of the best things that has helped me uh, over, over a period of time, being one who was reticent about praying, um, you know, aloud. Hmm. Um, the important part is not praying in front of a group, but that can be good practice <laughs> for when you're in that prayer closet right. by yourself, just you and God. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing how to Knowing how to do that, mm-hmm. I think, really helps. Or it helps me. Yeah. Well, I'll just say I've been in rooms where you've prayed before, and I've been very grateful for your prayers. So I'm glad you broke through and are willing to pray out loud. Well, um, it does sound it does sound to me a little bit like the spirit, and I think this is how it works. Uh, has used the body to almost grab your attention and to teach you things about, you know about God, about himself, about um, what he wants from you, Um, just in the sense of a recognition that like, this really is a, I think, so, you know, Laura said something in the, in the interview that I did with her, Laura Gossett about, it really is simple. Like I, she, she was kind of, you know, sharing her heart a little bit and saying, I just wish people knew it was simple. And, and I think you're sharing that is like, you've come to this place of, it really is just a conversation. We, we, cause at prayer summits, you know, and and even teaching on prayer, we can talk about the different ways to pray, the different types of prayer. Here's a formula that you can try. And it's not, it's, it's just a conversation. It's a simple back and forth between you and the God who created you and loves you more than you can possibly fathom. Right. Um, And that's why I guess I, what I was kind of getting at when I was saying, like, isn't it interesting that we have to discipline ourselves to want to do it, you know, because of how much he loves us and how much he just wants to sit with us and his like have us just recognize how near he is, his love for us, his grace that he's shown us and given us. Um, but it sounds to me like and, and I think, you know, in Hebrews talks about do not cease in gathering together like this COVID time really is difficult because we're meant to be together. Like the author of Hebrews was urging the church, like, don't miss out on this. Some of you are not participating. Get back together. Right. Um, and I think part of the reason is because of exactly what you just said. You're encouraged by other believers. You learn new things. You you see God in different ways. Your relationship is enhanced by the body. And it's really difficult when you can't. It is <laughs> be um, together and hearing others pray. Yeah, I mentioned earlier that uh, on my bad days, left to my own devices, I'm just throwing out a list of things that I'm a checklist sure, of yeah. things I want God to do for me. Yeah, and and hearing others pray, they are properly um, giving adoration to God, uh-huh. thanking Him for being their God. Right, and giving him all praise and glory. Mm. And 
you find out or you you realize it's not all about me. Mm. It's more about him. <laughs> and that's you know when when you can get your own ego out of the way mm. and and yield, then you've got something. Mm-hmm. You got something that makes for a conversation mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, the recitation of a want list. Yeah. I will say, and this might be really blunt, but conversations suck when they're one-sided. That's right. It's not a conversation. It's not a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of wisdom and truth in that. The um, I'm going to try to interpret something you've kind of put together for us here, just for our listeners, whoever's listening. But it seems to me that in prayer, you found that surrender leads to a better way of life. Um, That in prayer, you've learned to say, you know what? There's going to be some days, God, where I'm just coming to you with some things. And I believe you hear me and you honor that. And you're probably not upset by it. (laughs) But I recognize that you want more. You want a relationship. You want a conversation. And honestly, I think we find in prayer that we want that too. And when I say a better way of life, I don't mean that there's not hardship. You know, I'm not saying that we get the yachts and the Ferraris. I don't even know if that would be a better way of life. <laughs> but I'm not saying everything's just going to like work out great in our favor. But in surrendering to God, in prayer, in submitting to his ways, yielding to him, our lives are better. Not saying they're not harder, but they are better. Um, is that fair to say? Absolutely. That, that, that's very fair to say. The idea that um, uh, you're not going to get all the things that, that you spout out on sure, your do yeah. list. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think the issue is um, that, that you've shared your needs with God. Yes, because he is God, he already knows. Yeah. But he still expects, mm. wants you to, to bring those things to him. Mm-hmm. But not first, mm. not you know, um, you know. God, here's what I need today. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. It's like a text. It's more, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. More of a um, giving Him praise and adoration. Uh, I think that He expects to be adulated. Mm-hmm. He expects to be loved. He wants that, and mm-hmm. he needs that from us. Mm-hmm. When we give that, then I think we're opening up uh, the way to make that a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably know this from being a dad. Actually, I know you know this from being a dad and the way you even treat my son. But um, I've learned in having Grady, I think I've learned a lot about prayer and having Grady, interestingly enough. and it's. It's like, I don't need Grady to come to me right now. Plus, he is starting to say a lot. So, like, he probably would say something like this. But I don't need him to come to me and say, like, Dad, you're the best. And then go into his needs. You know, you see that on TV shows all the time. Like, the the daughter or the son going to the dad and buttering them up. And the yeah. dad's always like, okay, what do you want? You know, yeah. I don't think that's what God's asking for. Yeah. I think what what you're talking about, like this adoration, and, and even in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus starts with, you know, adoration of God like it starts with like praise you know hallowed be your name you know before he even gets to needs and wants but 
why I think that's the order of starting first with that recognition of who God is, is so that then we are confident in bringing our needs. It's, I want my child Grady to know how much I love him and care for him and see me as a good father so that he can then come and say, dad, like I'm hurt. Will you kiss my boo-boo? Or, you know, later on in life, dad, we, we need some help here. Can you whatever is if it's if it's advice or if it's money or if it's any way that we can provide um it starts with that recognition that we're good fathers and i think that's what god like what you're articulating there steve is like it's a recognition that when you see god for who he is giving him the praise and adoration that he deserves it reminds you that oh i can bring my my real needs to him so it doesn't have to start with the text message list of here's all my stuff santa you know bring it down the chimney it's more of a like, I know you're good. You've shown me that. And I'm still hurting. Heal me in this way. Or or we're suffering here. Can you, you know, help and whatever. Um, but it's, it's you know, I think kids teach you a lot. Well, they <laughs> I guess they absolutely saying. teach you a lot. <laughs> and the idea that that your children can lean on you in that way. Yeah. Can... Uh, help you realize how you need to lean on God. Yes, it's a it's a, it, 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 it's a higher order, but it's but it relates. You know, it's very similar. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think um, the fact that it hurts you so bad when your child is hurt. Yeah. How God must grieve mm. at the shortcomings that. Mm-hmm that I have, mm-hmm. uh, the hurts that I have, um, mm-hmm. we'll often tend to not think about that. Right. But that's that relates. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that helps me relate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah. Well, let me do this. Let's, let's, we're coming to an end here. Um, but a question I like to ask is, in what ways, um, would you want to encourage, would you want to encourage others in their own praying life? You know, if someone's listening to this and is just really distraught with prayer or doesn't know anything about prayer, maybe has never prayed or has a great praying life, but is in a rut, how might you encourage others or what would you want to say to encourage others? You know, what encouragement would you have needed, you know, in your rut? Um, If someone were to say to you, you know, to encourage you in prayer, what would they have said? That kind of thing. Well, ruts can happen all the time. Uh, I mentioned earlier that you know they're, they're, we're in a fairly deep rut right now, or it seems like it for sure. With uh, you know what's going on in our uh, you know in our nation's life and uh, frankly in our world's life with right. this with this illness, um, ruts can happen all the time, and you can't always dig your own way out of your rut. Mm. Mm-hmm. Managing this COVID rut is is very frustrating because there's nothing that I can do mm-hmm. to to make it better. Yes, I wear my mask and and, and those kinds of things, mm-hmm. but you know, let's face it, we just want this gone, right? Uh, but it's not in our control, mm-hmm. and. I do believe that it is in God's control, and um, it's an everyday prayer yeah. now to 
your God, have mercy and take this away mm-hmm. from those who have it, mm-hmm. those who are suffering from it, from those safety for those who don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you know, that's just one example. We're confronted with the potential for ruts every day. Mm-hmm. Um, the only, the only um, advice I can have, or I, I'm sorry, the only advice that I can give is that I'm not strong enough mm-hmm. to dig myself out of the ruts. Mm-hmm. Myself, with God's help, I am strong enough. Mm-hmm. And to make your days go best. Yeah. Call on the strength mm-hmm. that you don't have, and frankly, you won't ever have, mm-hmm. because He has enough. He is enough for our needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. May not be the timing we wanted, mm-hmm. may not be the timing we asked for. Sometimes we want to ask for things right now. Oh, yeah. And that may not be the way yeah. that it happens. But by surrendering the control, by admitting to yourself and to God that I need you, mm-hmm. I want you, that helps. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you, Steve. Um, would you mind, in closing, just praying us out? Thank you. I'd be glad to. Father, I pause now to. Thank you for this day, Mm. for the day that you have given us. Mm -hmm. Father, thank you for being our great God, and thank you for allowing us to be your people. Father, we love you and we adore you, and we praise your holy name. Father, this day, I pray that the things that I think the things that I do, the things that I say will bring nothing but praise and honor and glory to your holy name for you, O God, are holy. Mm. And I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. our risen Lord and Savior. Amen. 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 Thank you, sir.